And now, a word from our sponsors. Need a catch-up session on what you missed last week? Now you're listening to ArchD Radio, the podcast mix. ArchD 107.9 Life, Michaela Howard-Jones joining you here this evening. I hope you're having a fantastic night. I know I am because I've got two very, very special guests joining me this week. We have got Christy Allison. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming in. We're actually recording here at Sacred Heart at like, well, it's nearly 10 o'clock. It's meant to be nine, but we've been having some crazy chats already this morning um, here at Sacred Heart College where you both work. And now that I've said both, I have to introduce our other guest, Matt Laverty. How are you? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Very, very excited to have you both on and this was this interview has been a little bit a long time waiting because we wanted to tee this up we were super excited to get to sit down and chat with you guys um and we've been missing each other like passing ships in the night for a little bit so now we're finally here we're finally doing it how are you guys feeling today Good, a little bit nervous, but excited. A little bit nervous. We, we've already had that, put the headphones on, mics goes on. Oh, it sounds so <laughs> weird and cool and fun uh, moment this morning. Um, but don't stress, we've got some, some, we've got all low stakes question, one semi high stake question. Mm-hmm. But you guys are, you're across that already, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. And in true fashion, I feel like this really just paints a picture of the two of you. This is like your get to know you for everyone listening. You have taken a thousand notes today, <laughs> Christy. No, I got to be prepared. No, you got to be prepared. <laughs> And I said, of course, even her handwriting is perfect because that's just so you. And Matt, where are your notes today? Yeah, up, up in the brain. <laughs> Uh, we've got so much to get into today because, of course, you two here working at Sacred Heart um, actually give a little bit of like a, a 10 second intro as to what it is that you guys do here at Sacred Heart. So I'm the youth minister here. I kind of organise, facilitate all the, the Marist youth programs for the kids involved in fundraisers and social justice initiatives I'll like help facilitate that Mm -hmm. and organize that stuff and I work for Morris Youth Ministry so I'm just located at Sacred Heart but I work with the young adults and I also work with some of our students that do the Game Changers program so Morris kind of based social justice yeah that's all Sacred Heart's about Morris just like runs and the three of us we're all old scholars so like we get it we get the Morris vibe but we're going to be talking about that if it's something you've never heard before a little bit later on in the show as well as um, interesting dynamic about your two jobs actually is that uh, for the longest time I believe your two jobs was one person is that right and now it's two for the very first time so we're going to be talking maybe a little bit about what it's like to be working as a team in these two positions for the first time and now Michaela here joining you this evening with Christy and Matt and my first question for you guys is how did your faith journey begin? I think for me so it was kind of more of a journey rather than one moment but I went to a Catholic primary school that sort of thing but it was really my parents just nurtured my curiosity towards faith and it wasn't something that was forced upon me it was more so if you have questions feel free to ask them kind of thing so I think that when I kind of got into my senior school years, saw social justice, I was like, yes, I like this. This community is awesome and I want to continue to explore it further. I love that. And I love as well, like when you're young and your parents are encouraging you, like you can ask questions. It's okay to mm. like have questions, not even in an antagonistic way, but just in a like, well, I don't get how this works, you know, because <laughs> yeah. you're young and you're a kid. Do you remember any of the questions that you asked mum and dad when you were younger? Like what what was like little, how old are we talking? Like like maybe eight or nine-ish? Yeah, probably What was little eight or nine-year-old Christy <laughs> asking mum and dad about faith? I feel like there's always that one like, who is God? Like, what is? What do they look like? 
is it a man up in the clouds or is it a tree or what is it that kind of thing (laughs) and I think that they kind of just said it's your own self-interpretation and I thought that was awesome but I was also like I have no idea (laughs) so that was one of the questions that I reckon really sticks out to me but also like what did I want to make my faith kind of thing as well and they always just if I had questions or doubts they would just really reassure me which was awesome yeah that's awesome and how about for you Matt was it a similar sort of situation a a slow journey or is there a moment that you remember as like the beginning part yeah I was just thinking we're pretty like polar opposite Mm. my parents don't like aren't religious they don't really practice I wouldn't say dad's against it but it wouldn't be a bad way of putting it (laughs) um (laughs) And like most teenage boys growing up in like Sacred Heart that are sport and stuff like that, didn't really like get a lot out of it, kind of like that. Mm. And when you're forced to go to mass and stuff like that from a young age and you don't really know much about it, you're kind of just a bit of against it. And then I just started kind of opening up to the option of it and just went in with like an open mind. And then mine kind of started with gratitude, just in like instead of just saying like thanks for like mum this morning for making breakfast and stuff like that I kind of like just aimed it at God but not really knowing more about it and then got involved in and like more openly interpreted and participated in the Marist and Catholic programs and then from there kind of built my knowledge and understanding and stuff like that. Yeah, I love I love that, like starting with gratitude and also touching on like growing up as like a young man in a, uh, I mean, Sacred Heart is well-renowned amongst other things as being a footy school, as being a sports yeah. school and having a lot of um, young mates who play footy. Did you ever feel like any external or even internal pressure of like moving into this new area where maybe not a lot of people who you were friends with were moving towards? Yeah, definitely. And it's not something we talk about. And like a lot of guys especially don't really talk about faith that much. They just talk about footy. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then, but lucky we had a group at, in our year level that kind of went through a similar thing and we got close and we did the Game Changers and MSOL programs and these Myers programs together for the last two years of our school. And that's when we kind of opened up and it Mm. felt like home kind of thing you could talk about it and everything I love that it's about just like finding your own community of people isn't it doesn't mean you have to abandon your other communities and safe spaces but finding that space with like-minded people that's so important for this kind of a journey we're going to be talking a little bit more about this later on as well hey this is Emma hi I'm Zach hey everybody this is Matt Moran that's Tom that's Riley and now this is Archie Archie Radio 107 (laughs) If you've missed the first half of this show, absolutely go and check it out on our podcast version. Some awesome stuff coming from you guys. I was just saying in the break, you guys are nervous, but you have no reason to be nervous. You're doing fantastic. Well done. Round of applause. Um, So we're just having a chat about when did your faith journey begin? And I still want to talk a little bit about sort of these early conception beginning moments, but I want to turn and I want to focus a little bit on youth ministry specifically. So the two of you, I mean, you're both uni students right now, but working heavily in that youth ministry space has become a huge part of your lives now but if you were to look back was there a moment when you realized something maybe just clicked and you went oh youth ministry is going to be a part of my life forever I think for me when I I went to Marymount and that was a really strong like female empowerment environment and we had a beautiful social justice and leadership group and I was in year nine it was called the MLG and I I remember the MLG (laughs) 
<laughs> and we, I remember there was this one, we did a um, Vinnie's drive for winter clothes and we had the, we had no heater day. So we turned, everyone's heaters were not allowed to be on in the classrooms. So people were allowed to bring in blankets and that sort of oh, thing. Wow. And everyone was just walking around with like their blankets over their head and everything all the day. And we, <laughs> at the end of the day, the rule was that anything that you brought had to be donated. Oh, that is so awesome. we got We got massive, like massive donations that day. And that was just such a turning point for me. And I just thought I want to continue this throughout school and after school as well. And yeah, I think that's really continued my drive to just want to help people. And it's kind of stemmed into the career that I want to enter enter into as well yeah wow I love that and that's such like a good feeling because we would all know in youth ministry that sometimes you pull events or run fundraisers like this where they're like massive turnout and awesome response and then sometimes it's not quite like that exactly but how cool at such a young age that you get to have like such a wow everyone's on board everyone's participating look at what we've achieved moment at such a young age that's so cool how about for you Matt was there a moment where you realized that youth ministry was for you I wouldn't say like a moment, but I take a lot of inspiration from like people like older than me. And then the last couple of years at school working with like Kyra McLaughlin and Henry McCabe as our leader and stuff like that, having this like young person to relate to that was just doing like such good things for the community kind of was like, wow, I look up to them and like, that's who I want to be. And mm-hmm. I was like, they're, they're doing their life and then it's like helping everyone else. And that was just, for me, that was like my connection. I was like, that's what I want to do. That's who I want to be. That's awesome. And uh, those people that you work really close with, like Kara and Henry, um, like, is there something about them? Like, are they both still, I know Kara has gone on to do bigger and better and amazing things. Is Henry still around the place? Uh, somewhat, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just went on a retreat. Yeah, yeah. He just went on a retreat. Yeah. I think it's just here and there, but yeah, he's yeah. still involved with the school, which is lovely. So, if there was one thing that you, if you had to think about one thing that you're so grateful that you've learned from these leaders who you've had in your life, and also we're talking about young people in youth ministry, learning from other young people in youth ministry, like even though they're older, when we talk youth ministry, they're probably only about three or four years mm-hmm. older than you guys. Um, but I think there's still so much wisdom to part onto like that generation, such a quick turn turnover of learning and knowledge if there's one thing that you um had to pick that you're really proud or happy that you've learned from these people what do you think it would be i think it's maybe that like self-care kind of thing that like reflection and gratitude is really important and then that for like vulnerability to others and stuff like that if when you're comfortable with yourself and you can put that out there i think that's when a lot of the good discussions happen and a lot of people can really get impacted by that I love that. That's such a great message. Um, We're going to be talking a little bit after this about some of your greatest highlights across youth ministry, which for you guys, I know you're both new in this position this year. So I'll be really interested to see uh, what's been happening at the bars around the place uh, in Sacred Heart in Term 1 or maybe even before that. And now... Uh, Michaela here with you this evening sitting down with Matt and Christy having a chat about all things youth ministry we've just come out of a lovely conversation about that moment when you realize youth ministry is going to be a big part of your life Um, but I want to turn focus now a little bit and uh, talk about some of the highlights of youth ministry um, in your journey so far because we were talking before um, Christy about how in youth ministry Sometimes you have these amazing highs and sometimes not so much. Sometimes mm. it, it can be a struggle. Youth ministry is hard work. Um, but if we were, we're going to focus on the positives. We keep the vibes <laughs> up today, guys. Um, if you could uh, look back and was there a, a, a highlight in youth ministry um, that maybe uh, touched you the most or that you're the most proud of over your experience in youth ministry? 
I think um, I've had kind of two experiences in my own year 12 year in Game Changers. We were the first, Matt and I were the first year of Game Changers, which was formerly a Rayma program. And we went on a camp to West Beach and that was lovely. And we had a really, really tight knit group and we went out and did soup kitchen during the day. And then we also just did yeah donation runs. And that was just really fun and having time to connect together and just be a community was awesome. And then also on the flip side, we were mentors last year on a camp to Phillip Island with the year 10s. And that was for their Lavala retreat through Game Changers as well. And that was just so cool seeing all these young people from um, SA and Melbourne connecting and getting to actually see those connections forming. I think that's so rewarding, getting to see, like, reaping what you are putting into the students. That was, yeah, really, really highlight for me. Oh, that's awesome. And the, like, those students that you worked with on that retreat, the Lavala retreat, are they still here at Sacred Heart? They are, yeah. They're in year 11 now. Are so they in year really 11? to see them around, just say hello and know that you, you know, went into state with them and, yeah, had such a good experience. You, like, form those connections Definitely. as well. And how important do you think, like, what role does um, actually personally connecting and, like, know, truly knowing the young people that you're working with play in, like, engagement and outcome, do you think, like, personally from a professional point of view? I think that the more that they know that there's someone on their side and someone who's gone through experiences with them it kind of brings them back because they know it's a safe environment a place where they can be with their friends and do things that they love that I think that always makes them really that's a massive draw card that makes them want to come back which is really good Mm, definitely and how about for you Matt is it about sort of a similar situation or was there one uh, highlight moment over your experience in youth ministry you remember the most yeah similarly like the, when we help out on retreats, we recently did, and like the game changers programs and stuff like that. Seeing those, sharing those connections with them, and being those close relationships, and knowing that you've kind of made an impact is really important, and it kind of makes you feel a lot better. But there was one time where I felt like, kind of like, not like I've made it, but like it felt really good. <laughs> um, it was when I had a leadership position at school, and then I really like helped a couple of people from the year and the year below that to kind of push into leadership and help them out and to see them get it. And then they said like a massive thank you. It kind of like touched me. I was like, I've kind of done it because the, men- the leader above me did that to me. I know how grateful I was. And oh, then, wow. Yeah. So that was kind of a special moment for me. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, same question, are you still in contact with these people now or do you sort of see them? Because uh, you do that with people you used to know. You see them on social media and you go, oh, wow, you're doing such amazing mm. work. Or do you, you still have these relationships with these people? Yeah, I have to see one every day around here. <laughs> 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 oh, fantastic. Good. You could, you, he couldn't shake you if he tried. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is Emma. Hi, I'm Zach. Hey, everybody. This is Matt Maher. That's Tom. That's Riley. And now... This is Arch D. Arch D Radio 1079. Live. <laughs> so I want to have a chat with you guys now about the gospel reading of the week, uh, which comes from Luke 1, 26 through 38. And in sort of thinking about this question and having a look at that reading, it's um, we always say this, these are generally the toughest, you know, interviews with a question, but this is one you've got the notes for. Christy, you've got the room down. Yes. Matt, they are hopefully in your mind. <laughs> um, so the question I want to know from you guys is uh, in that reading, the, the quote, nothing is impossible for God. Can you talk through a time where you've believed God has made the impossible possible? For me... I, I did a lot of thinking about this. I was like, there was like a lot of small moments and then it kind of clicked and I was like, that's it. Um, so we used to have this dog called Lucky, funny enough. Um, she lo- she ended up losing her tail when she was young. I think her brother bit it off or something and she was lucky to be alive. 
she's with us when I grew up for like six, seven, eight years. And then one Christmas day, mum bought her like a bone for a Christmas present. Of course, mum like <laughs> sweetily bought her a bone. And <laughs> Wraps then, it up and puts it under the tree. <laughs> yeah. And then we're inside doing our Christmas presents and Nana comes in and she's like, oh, Lucky's out on the back lawn, like lying down, not breathing, like on the back, on, on her back. And then mum comes in, pulls the bones out of her mouth and gives her mouth-to-mouth resuscitation and starts like pressing on her chest and she comes back to life. Like, oh, my oh, God. She was generally dead there for like a minute or like 30 seconds. Or oh, wow. And like if Nana didn't come over at that point, we wouldn't have, um, we wouldn't have seen her or anything like that. And I was just like. Christmas miracle. And it was yeah. <laughs> wow, wow. How old were you at the time, can I ask? Probably, I think it was like 14, 15. And so at the time, were you like, God has given us a Christmas <laughs> yeah. miracle? Or were you like, phew, thank goodness. At the and time, now, I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then do you remember, like, was there a time where someone asked you a question or, you know, you were like, oh, this one thing. And then you were like, hey, actually, that's like, that's like pretty unbelievable. Like, mm. when did you realize in, in retrospect that, oh my goodness, that was unbelievable? I think when you made me think about this question, like only recently, I've kind of thought about it in that light. Wow, what an amazing parallel. I love that. Now we're going to throw over to you, Christy. I don't know. I can see on your face. You're like, wow, that was a really good story. <laughs> can I just say your mom's a legend? For yeah, what a, yeah, what a superstar. Yeah. yeah. So my story, it's not my own story. It's actually a story from my dad. Um, so when he was 28, he actually hitchhiked from the bottom of England all the way up to Scotland. Hitchhike only, like that was his transport. And so each day he walked out onto the road with his sign and he just hoped that someone would be able to take him to his next destination. And he met so many different people and there was one man that he met and the man was helping to translate the Bible into all different languages. And when he dropped that off, he gave him his own Bible to keep, which was really lovely. And I think that that is just God making the impossible possible because how often would you now go into a foreign country and be like, yeah, I'm going to use hitchhiking as my one key way of transport. So I think that dad just really put trust into the guidance of God and the kindness of his neighbour showing things that we may think you never expect to happen, happen. So yeah. I love that. And is this a story from your dad that you like heard a lot growing up or is this a new story that you've never heard before? It was like that I've heard occasionally, but when I heard the question, when I saw the question come through, I thought, "Mm, I'm not sure personally if I have one, but that one just really, I was like, that correlates with the question real well. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Then another intense question for you, if I can ask, do you think that that encounter of like trusting the guidance of God and having that connection with with a random stranger on such an intimate level, do you think that that's in a parallel, something that's ever happened in your own life? Probably. I think there's still things that um, I feel like there's always moments where you just walk past someone and they just pay you a quick compliment or something and you just they don't think much of it, but it's like that sticks with you for such a long time and you mm. can remember specific moments. Um, well, just the other day I was at Marion and there was this man and he just came up to me and he said, I love your shirt. And I was like, thanks. And I was having a bit of a down day and that just really made me really just happy. And I try and pay that forward as well. And I think that's the guidance of God, like encouraging you to take small moments to um, just compliment people and make them feel good. 
I love that. They're like the, my favorite stories about these kinds of things is like those tiny little moments that other people may not even yourself may not even think is like an encounter with God. And then, I mean, yours was one hell of an encounter with God, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> but like the, those, they don't have to be these crazy life changing once in a lifetime type moments. They can be you can have a thousand a day and not even realize, which I think is really powerful. Um, That's nearly us for the end of the show, guys. We're nearly down to the last uh, little bit of the hour, but we're going to break and we're going to come back and say goodbye just after this. And now... Michaela sitting down here for the last little moments of the show with Christy and Matt. Guys, how do you feel after our hour is nearly done? Awesome. It's yeah. been such a good opportunity. Thank you so much for having us. No, thanks for coming in. And I know we, we sat down, we had a little uh, chat and a coffee a couple of weeks ago and you're like, so like, how does it work? And like, <laughs> well, I was all a little nervous. Do you feel a little bit settled now? Definitely. It's less daunting than being recorded like with a video as well. I think yes. just having a conversation is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have to stress. And when you first like get in front of the microphone and I come around and adjust them and I'm like, you need to get literally so close. It's like, oh my God, this thing's like right in front of me. Right in my face. Yeah, but you forget about it. <laughs> it right yeah yeah you forget that it's there how do you how do you feel Matt yeah I feel good definitely the nerves are gone and we kind of settled into the conversation well so that's yeah nice. good thank you guys so much for coming out and having a chat as always if you want to hear uh any parts from this uh show you can go and find the full version our podcast version um on archdradio.com or whatever you get your podcast and uh if you guys want to check out any other amazing uh young people yourself matt and christy included um who we've had on the show in the past we've had some awesome people and actually quite a bit of old scholars as well from sacred heart i'm biased of course <laughs> as always we all are we are here every week with a brand new podcast version of the RHD show. You can check out all of our other podcasts, including the latest school life content on our website, archdradio.com. And you can find us on social media at RHD Radio for heaps of behind the scenes stuff. Or you can catch the show when it airs on Life FM every Wednesday nights from 9, every Saturday nights from 10. And we will see you again very, very soon. Bye. Bye.